Hello to all of you beautiful people out there. On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing two interviews with you. One is with a close friend of mine who's a member of the Alphabet Mafia, and his experience with the religious community has been somewhat tense. He still finds a deep faith in God, and he applies it in his life every single day. My second interview is with another close friend who's experienced a lot of different faiths in her life. And today, she finds deep faith in love. Tell me about growing up Methodist. Um, I mean, I would assume that it would be similar to any other religion that you grew up in. Um, it, it wasn't necessarily something that um, I really identified myself as growing up, I guess, because it was just kind of ingrained into my childhood. Um, you know, my grandmother went to that church, my parents went to that church, and it just was kind of what you did. Um, but, you know, we, we experienced a lot of the, the same things as any other, you know, Baptist church that I have visited, or uh, I've even visited some uh, apostolic Pentecostal churches. You know, we did the whole Sunday school thing. Um, you know, I sang in the choir from a very young age. Um, Shocking. Grew up- <laughs> I know grew up to uh, direct, you know, as a, as a, like my teens, uh, direct the youth choir and things like that. So um, not really much to, to think about, I think. Yeah. So like, um, what was your experience with the church in general, any church, whether it be Methodist or, you know, Baptist, whatever, what was your experience with the church when you were going? Um, my experience, um, I, I would say in my early childhood, uh, growing up, it really wasn't much of an experience. It wasn't until um, I got older. Uh, I think I, I came out as, I identify as gay, uh, and came out at 17, and I was still heavily involved in the church at that time. Um, and that's, once I came out as openly gay, that's when things started changing, uh, I think the way that I was viewed in the church was taken a little different. I mean, I, I was still known as the boy that could sing his face off, but, <laughs> but um, you know, there were a lot of whispers and, you know, it, it just started becoming a lot more uncomfortable uh, the older that I got. Mm-hmm. So was there like direct comments to you about um, not being welcomed in the church or was it just a feeling that you experienced? Uh, well, I think that, Going to my church, because as you know, we've been friends for a very long time, (laughs) but you know, I I moved to Cincinnati when I was, Ohio, when I was 16, and um, I ended up leaving the church that I grew up in. Um, So every time that I would go back, uh, even, you know, after I got out of high school and moved back to to the Louisville, Kentucky area where I'm from, you know, there were a lot of whispers there. I mean, you can always tell when, when you're not really welcome. And I don't care what anybody says. Um, you know, people will go out of their way to um, kind of huddle off to the side and kind of stay, keep their distance from you. Or even worse, the ones that kind of just come into your face and they're, you know, just over the top. Uh, right. Friendly, which makes you feel even more awkward. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I definitely did experience a little bit of both of those things. But honestly, um, a lot of that came from, like, my religious friends in school. You know, I heard a lot of, of you know, Anthony, you're going to hell. Uh, if you don't change your ways, you need to do this, this, and this in order to repent. And, you know, so I just kind of got it from all directions, honestly. 
And so, like, how would you say it affected your personal relationship with God? Like, was it instantly, like, I I believe that religion and God are separate. And, um, you know, the way that people feel, the way, way that people project onto you about your lifestyle or something that you're doing or some sort of judgment, whatever it may be, um, is about religion and not about God, where uh, a lot of people make it about God. So how did that affect your relationship with God? You know, um, it really didn't affect my relationship with God. Um, it affected my relationship with going to church. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Um, you know, but I, I still pray to this day. Um, you know, this is decades later. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I'm still a believer of God. So that never changed. Right. Um, you know, when, when I'm celebrating, the first thing I do is thank God when I'm down and out or I, or I see a friend going through something, the first thing I do is pray for them. So that has never changed. And I don't think it ever will. That's amazing. And that's, that's exactly what I, that's why I'm here. That's what I want to talk about is that um, I think that oftentimes in the United States, I don't know about other countries. However, in the United States, I think that um, we are on the border of like somewhat of a religious war uh, because it's about um, proving my religion is better than your religion. And at the end of the day, um, you know, we all, most of us uh, in the U.S. at least have faith in the same God, uh, whether it be by a different name or not, you know. So um, I think that the misconception that a lot of people have is that, you know, if you're not going to church, that you don't believe in God. And um, I find more often than not that that's not the case. I 100% agree with everything that you just said. Um, You know, you and I have talked about this subject. We actually talked about it last week in a little bit. And it's really unfortunate because what ends up happening is, um, even though for me personally, um, the, the treatment that I received from being a part of the LGBTQ community in the church, um, it didn't deter me from being a believer and and still praying and things like that. But um, it takes away that sense of community that you have. Right. And you know, I it's kind of put me in a situation now as an adult to where we really don't talk about religion very much because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to be able to feel free to um, express my thoughts and and talk freely about my relationship with God. But, you know, people can't get past those, um, <laughs> the stigma of, you know, I'm, I'm gay and I don't go to church, which right. means that I must be an atheist or hate God or whatever, um, which is all scary. You know, you and I had that conversation over the weekend where there are so many different religions that are practiced and um, it's all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all, it all roots back to the same things. All of the African gods and goddesses, the Romans, the Greek, um, you know, so on and so forth. And it, it just blows my mind that people are so afraid 
<laughs> other people that they would right. push them away from something so important. Right. Well, and at the end of the day, it's God's judgment that matters, not anyone else's. Exactly. So if God's judgment is what matters and your lifestyle is not something that someone else necessarily agrees with, then, you know, it's my opinion that they can go on their merry way and God will judge you depending on, you know, how he chooses to judge you. Um, So, you know, I think that um, if we can all learn to love one another, um, in a more godlike way, in a more, you know, like the, you know, I, I started watching a show called The Chosen. Um, it's, I'll send you the link for it. It's an incredible show uh, about Jesus's life. And, um, you know, it really reminds me that uh, the path that I want to walk is the one that um, is inspired by Jesus. And I want to be the best person that I can be. Um, so that I can, you know, at least attempt to live up to, um, the sacrifice that he made for us, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I am grateful, uh, to have many different people in my life who have different faiths, um, because I think that it's an opportunity for me to grow, uh, each and every day, the more conversations that I have. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that, that it's, I feel the same way, you know, um, you, you mentioned to me before where when we were younger, we didn't really discuss these kinds of things. And now that we're getting older and we're growing individually, uh, rather it be, you know, professionally or spiritual or whatever the case is, we can go more in depth with these things. And because of the genuine love that we have, not only for each other, but for people in general, right. um, it makes it a lot easier to have these types of conversations and actually listen to one another, which is so important. Mm-hmm. So important. Right. And eventually I learned that you're Methodist and not Presbyterian. Right. I mean, here's the thing, you know, I um, am still new to religion, you know, like, the the idea of faith was so foreign to me because of my upbringing and because of growing up in a household that was agnostic and um, didn't have these types of conversations. So when I decided to, you know, follow my heart and start opening my my life to Christ, there's so much that's still foreign to me that I'm still learning. So I'm like, um, Methodist, uh, Presbyterian, uh, what else is there? So, you know, I'm excited to talk to so many different people, um, about different faiths and, and, um, have these conversations. And again, at the end of the day, you know, we're praying to the same God, you know, when, when you pray for guidance or when you pray for hope or when you pray for anything that you pray for, you're praying to the same God that I pray to. Um, so, you know, whether, um, you're Methodist and I'm Christian or, um, you know, someone else is Baptist or someone is Muslim, like, let's just respect each other. Yeah, and I I think that that's that's pretty much the key piece, and I think that's what's missing out a lot of, out, out of a lot of religion now, mm-hmm. is that you know we don't just respect each other, we don't just love each other, which you know that's what the whole religion concept is supposed to be based on, 
right. is, is accepting your brother and sister and loving them. And, you know, none of us are perfect, right. you know, but it, as long as we treat each other with that love and respect, that should be all that really matters. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just not that way right, right. now. Right. So I want to bring up um, my um, small church group that I know you and I have talked about before um, that uh, shunned me out of the group. Uh, And I want to talk about them because of why they shunned me out of the group. So my question for you is um, after George Floyd died and um, there was riots and there were protests and there were lots of things going out on throughout our communities. Um, I experienced a lot of people saying to me that um, this was not a human issue. This was a God issue and what they needed in their lives was God. And I um, personally do not feel that way. I don't believe that. I believe that um, the, the Christ that I know would be standing next to my black brothers and sisters and my brown brothers and sisters and fighting with them uh, for equal rights. So I'm curious what your thoughts are. You know, <laughs> when you when you told me that story, I mean, I, I, I think, let me rewind back for a second. So I couldn't disagree more <laughs> with, with with your your you know your friends from your your church group i think that that is it's ignorance and you know again it goes back to people being treated equally you know when that whole george floyd thing happened um i was devastated i think a lot of us were and you know we talked a little bit about that and you had told me about the situation with your church group and i was so proud of you and your husband for saying, you know what, this isn't right. <laughs> we're not going to stand by and listen to this and, and we're going to move on. You know, it, it, it's okay to, for people to be able to have their own beliefs, but, um, you know, you can't say it's okay to go around killing people because they don't worship the same God that you do. Or, um, you know, it, it's just nonsense to me, honestly. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I can't even get my mind wrapped around it. I'm sorry. No, no. And I understand that. I, I also struggled with the same thing um, because again, I, I shared um, something that I, I thought was so meaningful at the time, which was, you know, a simple song um, from the black eyed peas, where is the love? And I thought that it was a great opportunity um, for me to be able to share with Uh, a group that didn't agree with something that I was doing, um, that this is exactly why I do this. This is exactly why I stand up and I speak out when I feel the need to, because, you know, where is the love is, uh, is something that I think more of us need in our lives. And, um, I shared something so simple with them and, um, you know, I was told that I was, (laughs) straying away from God, um, and that, you know, they wanted to have more conversations with us around that. And, um, I, I just simply don't believe that. I don't believe that if Christ were on our earth today and George Floyd was murdered on television in front of millions of people 
And then people decided to stand up for his life and support his family and fight for equal rights so that it doesn't happen again. I think Jesus would be standing right there with him. I agree. I mean, that's that's his whole thing right there. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I just. <sighs> yeah. So I know that was a heavy question. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, being not only being black and LGBTQ, uh, you know, those, these are the types of things that, that we, and, and those two groups specifically have to deal with on a regular basis. So it's really, that, that can open up a whole other can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, another three hour we'll podcast. <laughs> right. 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 So how, like if, if, um, there was a, let's just say a church available today, um, that made you feel welcome and made you feel accepted and made you feel a part of the community. Is it something that you would be going to? Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And there may be here, you know, in, in Houston that I'm just not aware of yet. Sure. But, you know, I ask around and I talk to, to other friends who participate in church and, you know, that's one of my goals within the next year is to try to find myself a, a good church home so I can get that community back. But mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, um, I also found a church near my home that I'm not going to mention because this um, is available everywhere. Um, and it's a lovely church and I'm very happy with the church. However... Um, there are some messages in the church that um, I don't necessarily agree with. And that is, you know, um, that the LGBTQ community is a sin. However, you know, my pastor has mentioned that um, he, he does acknowledge that if you don't necessarily identify as a particular gender, he does, um, he does encourage everyone to come to the church however um it's been my experience that there's still some judgment there um and perhaps you know he's hoping to get them into the church to um change their mind to influence them i'm not really sure um but i know that you know if we had a church that um was all inclusive I think that more people would go. Yeah, for sure. That's, so. Yeah, there's there's nothing worse than going to church and, you know, expecting to feel like the Holy Spirit and just get some good fellowship going and then hear a message from the leader of the church degrading who you are as a person. <laughs> yeah. something that you can't help, you know? Yes. Uh, it, it, it just, God, it just flattened you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, the the pastor uh, is there as a, I'm going to say facilitator of the Bible, right? Sure. Um, and I think that so many pastors live in the Bible rather than living the word itself, um, that that's the hang up, mm -hmm. you know, is that... Um, I, I believe that I can refer back to scripture for support. However, uh, it's the things that I do in my day-to-day -day life that really make 
make a difference. You know, they mm-hmm. that's that's what really is going to determine my judgment at the end of the day. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and again, it, it all goes back to respecting other people and loving other people. You know, I I don't care who you are. And luckily, you and I found each other at such a young age, you know. Right. Um, and, and you can vouch for the, the fact that, you know, in, in the environment that you and I grew up in, um, it, it's very common for us to have friends from all different race, colors, creeds, sexual orientations, uh, whatever. And and we all love each other like we're brothers and sisters. Right. Um, and I think that because that was instilled in us in such, in such at such an early age, I'm sorry, that, um, you know, we kind of carried that through our adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, so no matter what, you know, we're told from religious leaders or, or whomever, um, that is who we've become. And I think that that's what kind of sets certain people apart from others when it comes to religion. Right. Um, because, you know, a lot of the stuff, when it comes to anything that we deal with, that's a that's a real serious issue in this country. Rather it be, uh, you know, racial injustices or, um, you know, women's rights and the, the equal pay and, uh, you know, religion or whatever. I mean, the list goes on and on. But these are all things that have been taught to us and ingrained in us. And, and even though we know we're standing on the right side, we still even sometimes get caught up in, you know, I, well, I did say this and I did say that and I probably shouldn't have or, or right. whatever the case, because I don't want to offend anybody. But what you're saying is the truth right? <laughs> and it needs to be heard. Right. And I think that I'm, I'm very happy to live in an age right now to where, you know, us as young adults and, and even the generations that are coming after us, they have no problem with standing up for what's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, beating back those those old Stone Age beliefs where everything has to be cookie, cookie cutter and everybody has to do the same thing. And, you know, right. I think it makes me so proud of, of where we have come or where we've come from. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, um, the, the, like you said, the fortunate thing is that we grew up in such a diverse community, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, the, you know, my podcast is finding unity in diverse beliefs. And I think, um, you know, without even knowing it, I was inspired from a very young age to spread a message of, unity in diversity mm-hmm. we need more like you girl <laughs> <laughs> they're coming they're coming i you know you know we're gonna we're gonna build up a whole group of people that are gonna support uh through this podcast so yes, i'm I'm, here for you. I'm pretty excited about that alicia pine thank you so much for being here i appreciate it and uh, tell me about your faith. Oh, awesome to be here, Leslie. Thank you so much. Uh, so m- with me, I grew up in a family that was uh, Catholic. My mom and dad moved here from Ohio, and so my dad was a staunch Catholic. Like, you know, they got married and got into the car and drove to California. And uh, my parents had a shift in religion when my sister had her mouth washed out with soap uh, by the nuns because uh, some girls lied and said that she had she said a cuss word. And so my parents yanked my sister out of Catholic school, and then we never went back to church again. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah, my my mom was also raised Catholic, so I know I know that story. <laughs> yes, yes. There was yes. for my dad there was a lot of uh, a lot of shame growing up and a lot of Catholic guilt. And so I think that they wanted to rebel against that. By the time I was old enough to know what religion was, I remember specifically sitting in church and not wanting to uh, be there. And my mom would pinch me so that I wouldn't be loud. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, because I was just like, I, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. I was like, wait a minute. So Jesus is a Jew, so why are we in Catholic Church then? You know, so yeah. I was already starting to question things at a, a very young age. Okay. Like, probably five. And when your parents decided to leave Catholicism, did you start to follow a different religion? Or were you just free spirit and whatever comes may come? So, interesting thing happened to me. I was about six, seven years old, and I had an out-of-body experience. And so, <laughs> uh, this is, uh, I think, part of what um, causes me to have a different view of religion. Uh, because I, uh, I basically borrowed my sister's bike, and um, I uh, got hit by a diesel truck. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, coming home from the grocery store, and I everything went in slow motion, um, and I saw my life flash before me uh, in in slow motion, and and I felt such a sense of love and peace that I was I was I was definitely out of the out of my body, and then I saw a like a tunnel. It was almost like you like a video game you see with pictures all over, but everything's kind of happening simultaneously, like almost like a life review or something, and and uh, I felt such a sense of peace, like nothing missing, just almost like you can't possibly describe it, uh, because it's, um, it's like, it would be like, you know, being on a pillow with like, you know, a thousand angels hugging you or whatever is, um, is the sort of feeling that I had, and then I saw a, t a tunnel, and there were... Um, there were people in there, like beings, and I didn't know anyone at the time that was um, passed away. However, there were animals, and there were people in there. And um, and then within a split second, I was back underneath the truck. And the guy, yeah, it was really wild. And the guy that hit me, the only reason why he stopped was because apparently my, fl my shoe flew up in the back of the diesel truck. It was an 18-wheeler. And I was lucky because my bike got stuck on the spot in between the tires, so I managed to get through the tires without being hit, um, and stayed on that bike, hooked on that bike, and kind of got drugged for a little bit, and then people were screaming at him to stop and stuff, so he stopped, and when he came, when he uh, came out uh, to grab me, uh, he looked like an angel, he was uh, this really sweet Mormon guy with blonde hair, and, uh, and he was like, are you okay, are you okay, and I was so fearful, because I had borrowed my sister's uh, bike and I had uh, snatched a couple quarters from my dad's uh, <laughs> you know so it was like I, I stole something and uh, so I had that that the idea that wait a minute what was that what what just happened I was so freaked out that uh, I went like hobbling home with my girlfriend who was on the handlebars and she, she jumped off she wasn't hit at all and then the guy followed me to my house to make sure that I was okay and stuff so and I ended up being totally fine however I, I needed like hypnosis to get me out of the 
freaked out in this because I thought, you know, there was ghosts and goblins and things like that, so I was super confused. Well, <laughs> how interesting that, like, you had a near-death experience and what came to mind afterwards was you potentially getting in trouble yeah. for, you know, stealing a couple quarters from your dad. Oh, yeah. Like, sure. talk about Catholic guilt. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, my grandma was staying from Ohio at the time at our house, and I remember... Um, she said, she said to me, the Lord, uh, was getting you back. And my mom looked at her and my mom said, I never want you to say anything like that to my daughter again. Cause she's lucky to be alive and stuff. So, uh, and then, you know, oddly enough, like I, I had scrapes and stuff like that and no broken anything. Uh, my parents were hanging out with a bunch of hippies at the time. So they, they were a hypnosis friend. And I went to probably about, um, two months, three months worth of uh, hypnosis once a week, and that uh, cured it. Wow. Yeah, the, the, because I wouldn't allow my mom to leave me alone in the room. I was, like, so freaked out, mainly just, like, what was that, <laughs> you know? Right. So did you, like, was it that experience that led you to, like, start questioning more about, oh, yes, like, for sure, for God sure. and... Uh, angels and everything because of what you went through based on that? Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. I I was, um, you know, married a Jewish guy, so I studied um, Judaism because I wanted our kids to be raised the same thing, and I had always kind of felt like God is everything. Like I, I didn't, I never felt that God should be in a specific book written by human beings. I felt like God is something greater than that, and so... Right. Uh, for me, I studied Judaism, and they spoke about uh, God could be Mother Nature, or God could be this or that. We don't know, because, you know, according to the, the Jew Jewish religion, the Messiah has not come yet. So, right. uh, so uh, for me, um, my ex had no interest in going to um, uh, Jewish shul or anything like that. He mm -hmm. was like, I already got bar mitzvah, so I'm fine. I'm good. And so I went to... Um, you know, to put my kids through a Jewish preschool. However, I didn't really, I never really um, latched on to like, this is the only way, you know? Right. And then um, I, when I uh, got, after I was married for a while, I ended up going and finding Agape Spiritual Center. And that was when The Secret came out. And, uh, and you know, the way that Michael Beckwith defines God is that God is the energy that's inside of all of us, and it's the love energy, and I really resonated with that because I feel like, you know, we do have that intuition that just kind of knows things without us uh, efforting, you know, and right. so to yeah. me, that's like, that's, that makes a lot more sense, um, you know, because I see so much fighting and so much chaos, uh, you know, that comes with people that are disagreeing about religion all the time, and Right. Yeah, my my dad's mom would burn the dinner and then pray, you know, for the dinner to be s saved, you know. And oh, so wow. she was like super super religious. Yeah. Well, and you know, by definition, uh, God being a part of us is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Like when we're baptized, like that's the Holy Spirit. We're baptized to the, so that we can welcome in the Holy Spirit, and that's the whole idea is that like God is a part of us. Um, it's not something that, it's not a person, uh, that we worship. It's everything, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, I resonate with you so much with, like, 
uh, being open to so many things because I think, at least for me, um, if I close myself off to a specific religion, I close myself off to the potential mm -hmm. for so many different opportunities for God to show me love. That's really great. That's really awesome. I I was dating a guy after my divorce, and he brought me to a Catholic, I mean, not, sorry, Christian church. And the, the uh, and it was interesting, because my mom had passed away, uh, and when I got to the church, when they did the, the, you know, the bread, I just started bawling. So I really felt the energy of Jesus there, and I really felt all this... Um, connection mm -hmm. and the emotions and the music and all that stuff. So I really felt uh, very much at home there. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes the, you know, the, sometimes the message would really resonate and some, sometimes it, you know, it was interesting because the guy that I was dating at the time, he was, uh, you know, more Christian-like, meaning he grew up that way. However, if you look at like the definition of the servant heart, I definitely was more the servant heart of the two of us and mm -hmm. stuff. So yeah, which you know I think that's something that um, is definitely apparent in our world today, especially is that you know we look at um, people who say they are of faith, however they are not acting as though they are of faith. So um, it can be hard sometimes to look at that, and at least for me, to look at that and see the positive and see that, um, you know, there's something that they don't know yet. There's something that they haven't discovered yet. Um, and really, it's unfortunate because I am very new to faith, and I feel that I'm a lot closer to God and mm -hmm. my relationship to God and my beingness in the world than a lot of Christians that I know. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's been an interesting journey for me. And, um, you know, I know that you um, do, I, I don't know a lot about it. However, I know that you do cards in the morning. So yes, tell me about that. Yeah, yes. Okay, so... This is really an interesting story. So when I was dating that Christian guy, uh, our relationship was having a little bit of struggle. We had our first fight, and he basically said, oh, we had a good ride. And this is after my kids were living there, and I, we swore to each other that we were the love of each other's lives. So um, I was really, really hurting. I had moved my children in with his children, and we were family, essentially. Uh, so... Uh, for me, I had one night, and I had tapped into a lot of God, God energy going to the church with him, and I was uh, laying one night, and my eyes were shut, and I said, God, and I was crying with my eyes shut, I said, God, I really just want to know if this is the right person for me, because I do not want to do this to my kids again, and a relationship with, you know, be with the wrong person, or whatever, and I will never forget, my eyes went purple, my eyes shut, I just saw this purple color, and then it went pure white, and then I opened my eyes a little bit, and I could see what looked like angelic beings in the room, and 
you know, not wings or anything like that. However, I got a feeling of we're going to take care of you. And I was really at a very, very low point in my life with my heart. It felt like it was like being shattered into a million pieces because of the character that he was displaying um, from one minute to the next being the love of my life and everything. So uh, I got my answer actually that weekend and, you know, found out that he had done some really uh, dishonest things. And so uh, that really set me on the path of uh, deeper meaning and you know they always say that you know it's when you're you're sometimes open the most when you're hurt the most mm -hmm. and so uh, and it's an interesting because when we broke up it was uh, I, I was in my apartment my brand new apartment with no furniture with my kids and my best friend and her kids I remember cooking uh, chicken sausage and I looked in the pan and I saw a perfect shape of a heart and that was the first heart that I've ever seen. And I have no idea where it came from. I'm assuming it's my angels. Uh, and I saw hearts every single day. And I have every single day since uh, that. It was That was Valentine's Day 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. How funny that it was also on Valentine's Day I know. that you I know. saw. Huh? Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Really and cool. I actually had, I had a, uh, a woman uh, do a guardian angel reading with me. And so... Um, she told me that my life purpose was to, to be a healer um, and, uh, and introduced me to my guardian angel, the name and my, uh, what, what uh, to the core, who I am to the core and stuff. So and she was dead on, you know, that I have a, uh, an accepting uh, nature and uh, um, very accommodating, mm -hmm. resilient. Uh, and, and so it was really exciting. And then, yeah, it was interesting because, um, I start, I think I got my first, oh, I remember, so I went into a, I went into a meditation, like a Zen meditation kind of a bookstore, mm -hmm. and uh, I met a woman in there, and she said, oh my goodness, if you learn to meditate, she's like, it's the best thing in the whole entire world, and I looked at her, and I was, you know, very heartbroken at the time, and, uh, and I remember thinking, I want to get that energy, like, you know, right. feeling that, a feeling that, like, you shut your eyes and you just feel like it's the best thing ever. Yeah. And so, um, and, yeah, so, so I started meditating, actually went to a, a Buddhist uh, uh, sanctuary, mm. and uh, the thing that I didn't, that didn't resonate for me with Buddhism was the idea that we have to make amends, like, in this, like, I always feel like in this life, uh, like, I do believe that there is some sort of karmic thing. However, there were certain things that just didn't jive with me uh, within the Buddhism religion and stuff. And I think a lot of it's amazing. However, I feel like uh, like Buddha and Jesus, and I feel like they were highly, highly evolved ascended masters. I feel like Jesus was such a great display of unconditional love, like mm -hmm. the best unconditional love display that you can possibly have. Right. So much so that he gave his life for it. Yes, exactly. Right? exactly. So, so how did the cards come about? So the cards came about, I bought a deck, and I remember I was listening to Doreen Virtue at the time, and she was an angel expert, and she said that you really can't do card, that you, re you really um, won't, won't get a wrong answer mm -hmm. when you do cards. And so I started doing uh, cards on my own, and it was amazing to me because I would, I would, choose a card, very friendly, like angelic sort of uh, loving message cards. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, throughout the day, it would be like, oh my gosh, like it totally made sense that this is, you know, because I feel like now that I'm a lot more tapped in with the angels, like they're constantly sending messages to us mm -hmm. and they just need our free will and yeah. us to say like, yes, I'm open to it. Um, you know, and show I'll me, accept it. Yeah, show me the way and, and um, you know, there's a lot bigger plan out there than... <laughs> right. right, exactly. Yeah, I, I find it very interesting that like, um, you know, going from Catholicism to Judaism to Buddhism, um, and then, um, you know, uh, where you are now, like I, my experience of you is that like you have a very strong faith, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you are like a beam of light every time I'm with <laughs> you, like you're so happy all the time and you have such great positive energy that I think that like, this is exactly what I'm talking about when I say being open to all religions or, you know, being open to other people's ideas of religion. Because, like, when you are willing to just accept everything, mm -hmm. then you get to have peace. And I, I feel as though, like, you are very at peace with where you are as far as your faith is concerned. Yeah, yeah, I really am. I really am because... I think that the uh, the most important thing is that you listen to your gut and your intuition. And one of my favorite people is uh, Sonia Choquette. She's her mom was in the Holocaust uh, and survived the Holocaust by her gut intuition because everyone else around her was saying that they were going to die, and uh, she knew that she was going to be okay. And so she was resilient, and she she gathered cigarette butts off the floor and and sold them to the soldiers. Uh, to get potatoes to, to live. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and so in her home, it was welcomed that your gut, like, so I, I ask my, my daughter all the time, what, what does your gut say? Um, because, you know, we're always going to have those two heads, the, the, the voice of love and the voice of fear, and, uh, and the voice of love is right. <laughs> right, right. And the voice of fear stops us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So it's like, if we can listen to our gut, like what's coming from our gut is love, mm -hmm. and what's coming from our brain is fear, mm -hmm. and guess what's right in the middle? Yeah. You know, like our heart. So it's like, just like trust that, um, you know, just be open to receiving, um, and whatever you put out there, you know, it's going to come back to you. Yeah. I believe so much in that. Yeah, you know, I like I, I believe that I have, uh, you know, I at least I've, I've started to lean more towards a Christian faith, I and it. I also have a strong belief in karma, mm -hmm. and you know I have a strong belief in, um, just like being kind to people, and you know there are some people who are, are very strict in their faith that, like, even yoga is a sin. Mm -hmm. And I just simply am not able to believe that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yoga is so beneficial, and meditation right. is so beneficial. And, yes. You know, meditation is something that I um, have not gotten into myself. However, I know lots of people that see benefits from it, you yeah. know. And I've struggled with meditation. Mm -hmm. Um 
it's something that I would like to, to do again because I think I'll have a lot of benefit from it. And the truth is, meditation and praying are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. So, you know, um, if I can get out of the idea of it has to be a certain way, mm-hmm. um, perhaps I, I will be able to meditate in a way that works for me. So, I love that. Yeah. I heard uh, someone speak about the... the and it's interesting that you said the Jewish uh, tradition and uh, and Christianity. I had heard that the Hebrew uh, interpretation of um, you know the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want the the word want uh, in the tr- the translation back then it actually means is closer to I shall not lack mm. <laughs> I shall not I shall not lack. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. Meaning, like, there's nothing missing in me because the Lord is my shepherd. And, wow. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool when I heard that. Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And it's so interesting that, like, throughout, you know, time, the interpretations of the Bible, yeah, like, things like that are lost in it. Mm-hmm. You know, because how valuable mm-hmm. is that one change of a word? Yeah. I shall not lack. Mm-hmm. Wow. That yes. blows my mind. Yeah, it does, because yeah, the Lord is my shepherd, and and so there's nothing missing from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I'm really grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that you had this conversation with me, and like I said, you're a beam of light every time I see you, so I'm going to continue to come around, (laughs) because I love it, and I love your energy, and thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. I had so much fun. (laughs) Thank you all for listening to For the Love of God, Finding Unity in Diverse Beliefs. I want to share that this is going to be my last episode. Throughout this process, I have found to be a bit jaded with the religious community. While I do have faith in God, I'm not sure that religion specifically is for me. I can pray to God, and I can read the Bible, and I can have faith in everything that I do every day, and I don't believe that I have to go to a Christian church or I have to go to a Catholic church or I have to go to any church at all in order for me to have that faith. My experience with religion has not been great. And in all honesty, in most of the conversations that I've had, I'm hearing very similar things to that. I think that might be part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place. And sadly, I think that this podcast has actually led me away from religion rather than closer to it. I will say that doing these interviews has taught me a lot. It's taught me that I can have the faith that I desire without going into a building, without it looking a certain way. I can have faith daily. I believe that everyone's religion, everyone's faith, whatever they practice, their spirituality is their own. 
And for me, my spiritual journey is going to continue. However, it's going to continue privately. I'm really grateful for everyone that you've listened to this podcast. And I'm going to continue sharing. However, it's just going to be a little bit different. Something that I care deeply about is relationships. And the relationship with Christ is very important to me as well. However, I find that I can share more. I can be more authentic. I can talk more freely with people about their everyday relationships. And for some people, that might be God. However, in so many cases, people have questions. People are looking for answers. People don't know who to talk to when it comes to relationships. It seems taboo to go out and talk to someone about problems that you're having in your relationships or even to talk about the good things that are happening in your relationship because you don't want to share a win with someone for a fear of sounding conceited, sounding like your life is too good. And the reality is we are more alike than we are different. And that's why I started this podcast. We as human beings are so much more alike than we are different. And we just simply don't talk about it. So while I started this out to talk about religion and how we are more alike, I think that my place is relationships. I had a great conversation with my husband. My husband and I have been together for almost six years. We've shared a lot together. We've had our ups and downs and we would love to share our experiences and I'd love to share experiences of other people through a podcast so that people can listen and people can hear things and relate to them and know that they're not alone. I think that my place in this world is to share and to speak out. I've always been one to speak out. I've always been one to stand up for the little guy. I've always been the person that wants to share my emotions. I share all of my emotions deeply and I wanna continue sharing them with people. So I'm gonna be doing another podcast. I'll be sharing my first episode with everyone So stay tuned for a preview of my relationship podcast that's going to be coming soon. I'm looking forward to sharing it with all of you, and I thank you all for listening. Have a beautiful day.